to heat the water on the kitchen stove. As soon as she was gone, Lydia Wells turned to Anna, smiled again, and begged to take her leave. I have appointments uptown which I must keep, but I shall be back in time for supper, and will expect us to take it together. You may ask Lucy for whatever you desire in the world. If she can find it, it will be found. Stay in the tub as long as you like, and use anything on the washstand that strikes your fancy. I insist that you make yourself entirely at home. Anna Wetherill did just that. She washed her hair with a lavender-scented lotion, and scrubbed every inch of her body with store-bought soap, and stayed in the water for the better part of an hour. After she had dressed again, turning her stockings inside out to show their cleaner side, she spent a long time at the looking-glass fixing her hair. There were several bottles of perfume on the washstand. She sniffed all of them, returned to the first, and dabbed a little on her wrists and beneath her ears. The maid had left a cold luncheon on the table below the window, the plate covered with a piece of cloth. Anna lifted the cloth aside and saw a mound of ham shaved very nicely, a thick slice of peas pudding, evidently fried, a yellow scone spread with butter and jam, and two pickled eggs. She sat, seized the knife and fork laid out for her, and fell upon it. Relishing the flavours after so many tasteless meals at sea, once the plate was clean, she sat wondering for some minutes whether she ought to ring the bell for the service to be cleared away. Would it be more imperious to ring or not to ring? Eventually she decided not to. She got up from the table and went to the window, where she drew the curtains, and feeling very contented, stood a while to watch the traffic in the street. The clock had struck three before she heard any sound from the floor below. Sudden voices in the passage and then footsteps mounting the stairs, and then a brisk two-knuckled knock at the door. She had barely time to rise before the door was flung open, and in strode a tall, very dirty man, dressed in yellow moleskin trousers and a faded coat. When he saw Anna, he came up short. Oh, he said. Beg your pardon? Good afternoon, Anna said. You and Lydia's girls? Yes. New girl? I arrived today. You and I both, said the man. He had sandy hair and a slightly grizzled look. Good afternoon to you. Can I help you? He grinned at this. We'll see, he said. I'm looking for the mistress. Is she about? She has appointments uptown. What time will she be back? She said by supper time, Anna said. Well, have you any appointments before then? No, Anna said. Good, the man said. Mind if I reserve the next dance? Anna did not know what to say to this. I'm not sure if I ought to receive company when Mrs. Wells is out. Mrs. Wells, said the man, and laughed. Sounds almost respectable when you put it like that. He reached back and closed the door behind him. Crosby's my name. What's yours? Miss Anna Wetherill, said Anna, with increasing alarm. He was already moving to the sideboard. Care for a drop of something, Miss Anna Wetherill? No, thank you. He picked up a bottle and tilted it at her. No, because you don't have a taste for liquor, or no, because you're being polite. I only just arrived. You told me so once already, my girl. And anyway, that doesn't answer the question I asked. 
I wouldn't want to take advantage of Mrs. Wells' hospitality, said Anna, with a slight emphasis of disapproval, as though to communicate that he ought not to either. Crosby uncorked the bottle, sniffed, and recorked it. Ah, oh, there's no such thing as hospitality, he said, returning the bottle to the tray and selecting another. You'll be billed for everything you touch in this room, and quick as thieves. You mark my words. No, Anna said. It's all been paid for, and Mrs. Wells has been wonderfully hospitable. I am staying at her personal request. He was amused by this. Oh, yes. Nearest and dearest, are you? Old friends? Anna frowned. We met at the quay this afternoon. Just by accident, I suppose. Yes, there was a young woman, uh, Miss Mackay, who didn't make the sailing. Her cousin's cousin. When Miss Mackay didn't show, Mrs. Wells invited me in place of her. The room and board is all paid in advance. Ah, oh, said the man, pouring out a glass full of liquor. Have you just returned from the fields? said Anna, stalling for time. I have, said the man. Up in the high country. Arrived back this morning. He drank, expelled a breath, and then said, No, it's not right if I don't tell you. You've been euchred. Up in what? Euchred. I don't know what that means, Mr. Crosby. He smiled at her mistake, but did not correct her. There's always a Miss Mackay, he explained. It's a line she spins. So you believe her, and you follow her home, and before you know it, you'll be olden, aren't you now? She's given you a fine meal and a hot bath and nothing but the milk of kindness. And what have you given her? Ah, he wagged his finger. But there will be something, Miss Anna Wetherill. There will be something that you can give. He seemed to perceive Anna's anxiety, for he added in a gentler tone, Here's something you ought to know. There's no charity in a gold town. If it looks like charity, look again. Oh, said Anna. He drained his glass and set it down. Are you partial to a drink or not? Not today, thank you. He reached into his pocket, withdrew something, and then held up a closed fist. Can you guess what I'm holding? he said. No. Go on, have a guess. A coin? Better than a coin. Guess again. I can't think, she said in panic. He opened his fist to reveal a nugget of gold around the size and shape of a chestnut, laughed again at her expression, and then tossed it to her. She caught it in the heels of her hands. That's enough in gold to buy every last bottle on this tray, with pounds left over, he said. It's yours, if you'll keep me company until the mistress comes back. How about it? You have a heads up on those debts when they start mounting. I've never touched a piece of gold, Anna said, turning it over. It was heavier than she had imagined it would be, and more elemental. It seemed to turn dull in her hands. Come here said Crosby. He took the brandy bottle to the little sofa, sat down and patted the space beside him. Share a drink with a fellow, my girl. I've been walking for two weeks, and I'm thirsty as hell, and I want something nice to look at. Come here. I'll tell you everything you need to know about Mrs. Lydia Wells. Crux, in which two 